What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to the Hardwood Handicappers Podcast. They're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game, and they never got the girls in high school, and they just want to get in the game. With your host, Jonathan Von Tobel. See, the thing is, you guys look at me, you see the backwards hat, the uh, gray socks, the funky outfit, and you say, now this guy's a chump, am I right? No, f***ing geek. I'm f***ing geek. Only on the VSIN Podcast Network. Second episode of the week here on Hardwood Handicappers. It's a busy week. Postseason's pretty much underway. Play-in games are all but done. We only got two left as we record this on Thursday. Washington Wizards later today taking on the Indiana Pacers. And then, of course, we have the Memphis Grizzlies taking on the Golden State Warriors on Friday. Rematch between those two. That's going to be freaking awesome. I cannot wait for that. So I am going to have... Coming up tomorrow, another episode of Hardwood Handicappers. This is going to be uh, the full-on playoff preview, series previews of the series that are already set. We take a look at the at least Eastern Conference series between the one and the eight that will be set. And we, of course, will give you two looks at a 1-8 matchup between Utah and Memphis and then Utah at Golden State so you can see for yourself and we can get some analysis on that, even though the matchup won't be out already. But you're going to have three episodes of Hardwood Handicappers this week. So, hey, look, it's a busy week. Very excited about everything. So we want to make sure that we churn out a lot of content here at VSIN. So let's dive in. First off, really quickly, for those who are listening to this, one of the things that I am really excited about this postseason in terms of a series, right? Because at first, I was like, you know what? Knicks, Hawks, I'm in. This is the one series that I need to watch. I want to watch this. If you told me, John, you can only watch one of these bad boys, which one's it going to be? Before all, before all of what we're going to get into today, I was like, you know what? Give me Knicks and Hawks. But I have changed my mind. Because as the market has developed on this series between the Portland Trailblazers and the Denver Nuggets, 
the more I have looked personally into this series, the more fascinated I become by what Portland and Denver could potentially be. And from a series price perspective, right, it is the most intriguing. A lot of spots, if you're looking around the country at some of the uh, markets, pretty wide variety of prices, but opened up a pick essentially at minus 110. As of this point right now, Portland $1.30 or higher over at William Hill, Circa, and Westgate Superbook or Superbook Sports. BetMGM's got Portland at his $1.20 favorite. Got a couple of picks out there like at DraftKings. FanDuel's got minus 115 on Portland. And then PointsBet, which does have a base out in Denver, which we'll talk to about with Chad Andrus out in Denver coming up in a couple of minutes, has Denver at minus 120, the lone spot in which Denver is the favorite in this series. So I bet... Denver plus 112 over at Circa to win this series. It's the second series bet I've made up to this point. So I've got Atlanta minus 120, and I've got Denver at about plus at, at about I've got Denver at plus 112. And I bet that early this morning is again it's May 20th on a Thursday. I'm gonna have more details on this for the pod tomorrow on Friday. And you're gonna hear some of the analysis when we talk with Chad coming up in a couple of minutes. But there are some really inherent flaws with the Portland Trailblazers. And I get the injury situation for the Denver Nuggets, but I do think that the advantages they have in the front court will potentially outweigh the advantages that the Portland Trailblazers have in the backcourt and the flaws that that team has from a defensive standpoint. Plus 112 is a good price, I think, to buy in on. So took plus 112 for Denver in the series price. That one's available over at Circa out here in Las Vegas. Don't know how it varies, right, from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. I know Circa's out there in Colorado, too, so don't know if they're shaded a little bit differently. But let's get into this. Chad Andrews is with us out in Denver. Does a lot of media out there in Mile High. Chad, I appreciate the time, man. So let's start with this. I was looking around. It was, I guess it was kind of surprising. Denver minus 120 over at PointsBet. Did you see this? Did you notice this? Yeah, yeah, uh, and points bets a Denver company, uh, you yeah. know, <laughs> enough, but um, yeah, um, a slight favorite, and uh, I look at this kind of um, as, like you said, a pick'em series, but almost like um, a toss-up NFL or a football game, right, with the home yep. field advantage given the three points, right? So uh, if Denver is the slight favorite, I would say just because of home court. So when we're looking at this, there's a lot of like layers to this, right? But let's start with health because health is the big key here. I think it's the reason why you see Portland as high as a dollar thirty-two favorite in some markets. So I was reading over a couple of things. Mike Singer over at the Denver Post, and one of the pieces up there to read an excerpt from it. Uh, quote: If I'm Portland, I see a team hobbling into the postseason without Jamal Murray and without Will Barton and PJ Dozier at least to start. So what's the health status of Barton and Dozier? Reading that, it sounds like they're not going to be available. That's obviously not an official report. It seems more like you know hearsay type of stuff. But what do you think the read is here on Dozier and Barton to start this series? Uh, my best guess is not any better than anyone else's, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, I, I think Dozier uh, is is probably closer and more likely uh, to play. Uh, Will Barton is the key, though, right? Um, I mean, you're looking at a totally different team when they have another scoring option in the backcourt uh, as much as they've been banged up. And obviously, Jamal Murray is the elephant in the room, right? So, you know, if Will Barton plays, uh, it makes sense that Denver, I would think, would be just that slight favorite with the home court. If Will Barton doesn't play, then I, I think you totally flip this, right? Um you know, with all the talk about uh, the way the the end of the regular season played out and what teams may or may not have done to try to orchestrate their matchups, right? Uh, I think on paper, when you look at it with a banged up backcourt, 
going to face Dame and CJ is not exactly ideal if you're Denver, right? You would have liked anybody else, right? Um, so, you know, uh, Will Barton is the key, right? Uh, and sadly enough for him, he was devastated last year when he couldn't play in the bubble. And it really, really affected him. You know, he, he was really hurt that he could not be there, um, you know, psychologically, right, emotionally, to not be with his teammates as, as well as the physical ailment. But to have that happen again so late in the season, right, um, I think it's really, really rough on him. Obviously, he's going to do everything he can to try and play this time around. So what we've seen from Denver down the stretch here is these injuries have taken place. Uh, one of the regularities in the backcourt has been a Facundo Campazzo austin Rivers pairing. Uh, what have you made of this? The, the the numbers aren't exactly friendly. They're not terrible, but outscored by two points every 100 possessions with those two on the floor together. Defensive rating of 117.4. What have your observations been with those two when they play together? Uh, you know, Faku Kampazu, not your ordinary rookie, right? 29 years old. Uh, plenty of, of international experience. Uh, it was apparent instantly as soon as he got into the rotation this year that he was the guy that the Nuggets needed to legitimately arrive as a contender because it is the one guy that you know every playoff opponent will absolutely hate and despise and scream about. Uh, every game, every time he's in the game, no matter how many minutes he plays, right? He is just that annoying, irritant little gnat, right, that causes problems but makes plays. And the thing with him is, is when he's making shots, right, it's really valuable. And he's one of those X-factor guys that can swing a game with drawing a charge here or there or a steal or, or whatever the case may be. But he's got to knock down shots. Uh, Austin Rivers, there's not a big enough sample size, right? I mean, we know from a career standpoint, but there's just not a big enough sample size from when he was picked up after the Jamal Murray injury. Um, obviously... You know, Denver is going to need Dozier and Barton to come back and be healthy and to play more of those minutes than I think they want Austin Rivers on the court. Yeah. And what's the deal with Morris, right? Morris comes back near the end of the year. I think last game we saw him, it was 18 minutes. Uh, he's been no, obviously banged up, one of these guys, too. Do you expect him fully healthy by the time we get to game one? I don't know about fully healthy, but he's going to be out there, right? right. So, um, <clears throat> you know, that's, that's the other key when you lose a point guard in Jamal Murray. Monte Morris is he, he wouldn't be a top-tier starting point guard in this league, but he's good enough to be a starting point guard, right? So um, he's going to have to play like that, right? So whether he's healthy or not, uh, the fact that he doesn't turn the ball over is huge, right? But he's going to have to knock down shots. This is the thing, right? When you miss the scoring element of Jamal Murray, it doesn't matter if you're talking about Will Barton coming in and be able to make plays off the dribble. If you're talking about Monte Morris getting spot-up, jumpers, spot up threes from Jokic feeds or Composo or whoever you're talking about, the guys that are in are going to have to make shots. And if you rewind to two years ago, when these two teams met with the Western Conference Finals on the line, that was the problem. And it wasn't just a problem for Denver, it was a problem for both teams by the time they got to Game 7, right? C.J. McCollum was the only guy making any shots. And that's why the Blazers won that Game 7 and went to the Western Conference Finals. Obviously, the Nuggets built on that. They learned from that. Jamal Murray was that clutch playmaker, shot maker down the stretch last year. So I think the biggest question you have with Denver is as good as they are, as great as Jokic has been and how much he can elevate his teammates, are they going to have the guys knock down the shots when they matter down the stretch, the last three minutes of a playoff game, the way Jamal Murray embraced that last year? Because as awesome as his bubble playoff performance was, 
It was his closing ability. He did not shy away from the moment. He took and he made the big shots down the stretch. So are they going to have that guy is the big question. By the way, uh, I'm glad you brought up that pass series between these two teams. It's actually one of my more favorite moments ever. Was it like a quadruple overtime game that they played in that series? Uh, you know, whatever it was, there was a great moment in which uh, Jokic gassed out of his mind and he loses his shoe and he's just waving guys off because he's like, I can't right now. He's like, I'm trying to get my shoe back on. I'm gassed. I'm winded. I can't do anything. But Jokic has changed his body. He looks much different now, but it's still a very lasting image in my mind of that playoff series. All right, so let's go to this. As we look around and as we look at matchups, right? And this is why I think this chat is so fascinating because given the health status of Denver, I obviously would not slight anybody. Give me the backcourt of Portland all day. I'll take the frontcourt of Denver all day, though. And like this is where the trade-off is here and why I think it's very interesting that there is, I shouldn't say a rush, but there is an assumption and a need here and a want to go, hey, you know, Portland, massive advantage. Let's make them the series favorite. I want to bet on Portland in this matchup. Well, it's like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. First off, if you watch Portland play offense, it is very perimeter-oriented. It is dependent on your sh perimeter shots going down. It is not C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard attacking guys off of the bounce and finishing within four feet. They're actually one of the worst teams to do that. And so I have a team in Denver, in my mind, that can finish within the basket against a very soft interior team, the better front court, and another team in Portland that is relying on their three-point shooting. Like I, I think there are still a lot of things to like here about Denver, even with the health situation in the backcourt. Yeah, and I, I would add that I think it's a... Um... It's an ideal national showcase for Jokic for all of the people who have looked for excuses to promote anybody else for MVP all year, right? Um, it, if he elevates this team against Dame, against CJ, undermanned, and they see all the things he does and all the open looks he creates uh, for his teammates, right? Um, uh, I think more people around the country who were just trying anything they could to reach for Embiid or reach for Curry or reach for Chris Paul uh, to make a case. Uh, by the way, when they did that, none of them ever made a case as to why they should win over Jokic. They just <laughs> promoted that player, right? But I, I think it's a great showcase for Jokic to do that. The, the thing I would say about the Portland backcourt, and it goes back to, to what we just referenced with two years ago, um, Dame, we all know, is amazing and can go nuclear on anybody at any moment. But for the most part, Denver has not allowed him to do that, right? He hasn't had the 45, the 50-point games against the Nuggets. Uh, CJ has hurt them just as much as Dame has, right? Dame's been consistent, but, you know, that's what great players are, right? They don't have two bad games in a row, as, as Charles Barkley will tell you. Um, so the one thing I think going uh, to Denver's advantage here when you mentioned Portland's just lack of any kind of interior presence is, is obviously Jokic's ability to kind of do whatever he wants there. But the other thing that the addition of Aaron Gordon has allowed Denver to do is while everyone wants to, to kind of red flag Jokic's defense and say Denver's not great defensively, they're not terrible. And the, the one thing they do is they can vary their coverages, right? They can play different types, and they can give different looks. They're a little bit more flexible, especially with Aaron Gordon now. And, and I think that's a big difference maker uh, when you get to a playoff series, when you can give different looks against different lineups, different combinations, and different looks down the stretch of games based on situations that I'm not sure Portland can do that. Like, like two years ago, in that series, you know, Portland had uh, Aminu, right? And allowed them a little bit more of that flexibility when they had a long, lanky guy. 
that could could do a few more things. And I'm not sure that they have that type of defensive adaptability that that Denver has. Even if they're not elite at it, they're still flexible enough to do a few different things. And that might be one of the places where you look to get an advantage. Yeah, and when, and I would argue too, Chad. Like you know, to use a, that term too. I think Portland is bad defensively, right? Like there's there's a lot to indicate that Portland isn't just not good defensively in any stretch. Whether it's given up a lot within four feet, they're in the twenties in terms of three point you know, three point percentage of opponents according to cleaning the glass. And you have you know Gordon, he has been really dynamic. And what I've been really surprised by is when Jokic and Gordon are on the floor together. Offensive rating for Denver is 120.9. Like what he has provided them offensively I, has surprised me. I, I just didn't know. I guess next to Jokic, who makes everybody better, as you've alluded to, I didn't realize that Gordon could be this sort of an ancillary piece offensively that really ratchets up the floor of your offense and how good they could be. Well, the, the funny thing about it is, and I know most of the country, right? I know a lot of people listening to this has, has seen Denver highlights and they've seen Denver in bits and pieces, right? I realize there's not a people around the country that watch the Nuggets wire to wire. In fact, hell, most of the people in Denver can't watch them because of the, the regional sports network situation, right? But the, the interesting thing about that offensive rating is Gordon does not look to shoot or score. Yep. Everything comes organically just by moving. Right. He figured out in the first week here. Right. All you have to do is pick and roll. All you got to do is cut and you're just going to get dunks. Right. Jokic is going to find you and you're going to get dunks. He is he is not have any of that weight, any of that pressure that he had in Orlando to try and create offensively and and force something. And he understands that. And to his credit, he's played into what the Nuggets do where, okay, my role here is to be a lockdown defender. It'll provide some versatility and athleticism on that side of the court. And anything offensively is just going to come if I move. I don't have to worry about being a focus. I don't have to worry about, you know, playing with a second unit where I have to score. He plays off of Jokic, he rolls to the rim, and he dunks. And that's literally all he does. So, I mean, that's that's the product of the offensive rating when people let Jokic cook because they all benefit. And it's the same thing you've seen from Michael Porter stepping up when, when Murray went out, right? Operate through Jokic. If everybody understands that and just moves, they're going to get open looks. All they got to do is knock them down. So as we sit right now, uh, it is Thursday, May 20th. Uh, your read on – actually, I'll, uh, before I get to your question of this, I want to go back one more thing. We've seen three games between these two teams. And it was funny. I was going back, looking over box scores and reading game notes and getting ready for this, and I realized one thing, and I wrote this down – I, I think it's impossible to take anything from these three regular season matchups, right? Like, you know, we watched the Lakers last night and the Warriors, and in the second half, that was what happened in the two wins for the Lakers in the regular season. You play relatively well against Curry and the other pieces on defense, and then LeBron James, Anthony Davis with their size, and of course AD at the five, can really beat you up, and it's exactly what they did. But you look at the three games that these two teams have played, they didn't have Aaron Gordon for one. You had the regular season finale, which we know was going on there with, you know, the Nuggets having nothing to play for essentially and, and benching guys near the end. And I know they played a good chunk of the first quarter, and I think first half, if I remember correctly. There's one game, and it was a one-point victory for Denver, which was like, hey, everybody's on the floor that you're going to see on the floor here. I don't know how much you can take out of these regular season matches. Or is there something in that one win for Denver that you think sticks out to you? No, I, I don't think you can take a whole lot, right? Um, the core of what you're looking at uh, outside of Zach Collins being hurt again, yep. right? I mean, you're you're looking at Dame and CJ and Mello, right? And you're looking at, I guess, the addition of Cantor this year, right? Um, you know, but, but the core of what you're looking at is not 
all that much different than what it was over the last two or three years, with the exception of Jamal Murray being out. Right? You're you're looking at Jokic and how he facilitates. Right? You're looking at obviously Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr.'s emergence are a little bit different than the pieces Denver has had over the last few years. Right? It's not like they've got uh, you know Plumlee in there behind Jokic or anything like that anymore. Um, so there there are a few pieces that are slightly different, but. Overall, what the two teams do, the familiarity with each other over three years is your better sample size because at the end of the day, you're still looking at Damon CJ against Jokic, right? Um, and, and that's the way you're going to break down the series. Um, I think Denver's done a little bit better job of adjusting and tweaking the pieces and developing the pieces around Jokic than necessarily Portland has done for Damon CJ. But, you know, this year, I, I don't think there's a lot to gain from, from any of those. Um, other than the fact that in the playoffs, and this was established uh, really the last two years, and in the bubble in particular, um, the numbers on Jokic rebounds have always been alarmingly low, in my opinion. Betting over on Jokic rebounds, especially against a team that can't defend, right, where he's going to get offensive rebounds, they have no presence inside. I've already taken him for game one over 11 and a half because in every big game that was important last year in the, you know, coming back from two, three, one deficits in every big game, Jokic was getting 17, 18, 20 rebounds, right? So that might be one thing to look at starting in game one and as a theme through the series. But uh, I think that, and then uh, the Michael Porter Jr. threes has uh, pretty consistently been set at 3.5 for an over-under, right? Uh, depending on how that goes in game one, you can adjust accordingly. But those are probably the two plays that that I would see consistently that might relate to the regular season series. But anything else, I don't really know if there's any correlation. Yeah, and I think you know what I'm most I'm most excited going through a bunch of these lineup numbers and everything like that. Being the, the stat nerd that I am, the Gordon Jokic Porter minutes are going to be so much fun for this team offensively. Like going against the Portland defense, like that's that's a lineup that's going to have a bunch of success, especially with the Porter the way the Porters just emerge over these last what 20 games or so. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, long-term, for people in Denver looking at this, right, uh, I think people are, are optimistic they could beat Portland, but nobody really expects more than than winning eight, one series, if that, with Murray out, yeah. right? But, but the thing that they're watching is, one, um, Jokic and his continual growth, especially if he's announced as, as MVP, right, uh, while they're still in the playoffs, um, and, two, um, Michael Porter Jr., Right, because this is this is an opportunity, and so far so good, for him to step up and really shine, and you know make himself uh, a significant force in this league, a player you have to account for with Jamal Murray out, and I think it's a very very good matchup for him to get started with to build some playoff confidence. Right, uh, if they were to play the Lakers, or if they were to play, um, you know, an elite defensive team in the first round, and he just was going from this, you know, twenty-three points a game over the last two months of the season, and to be held in check, right, and you know, barely be sniffing double digits, or you know, going, you know, one for eight from three every game, uh, I think it it might, you know, curb his development. It, it might harm him. But he's got a very favorable matchup to build playoff confidence and establish himself as a legit force of, of forming a big three when Jamal Murray does return, you know, uh, at the end or, or beyond from next season. All right, before we move on and get your t uh, thoughts on some other big picture topics, uh, what's your eventual pick here? Do you know who you're going to take to win this series? 
I'm, I'm going to ride Jokic. Yeah. <laughs> He's the best player in the series. Um, and I, I think the home court um, will matter. They're, they're eventually going to, you know, continue to, to let a few more fans filter into ball arena. Uh, it's about 8,000 right now for, uh, for the Nuggets and the Avalanche. But I think uh, maybe by the end of the series, that may increase. Um, but he has given no indication all year long that he will be anything other than absolutely stellar. And when you put him against a team that struggles defensively, um, I, I think he's going to do enough to elevate his teammates and win the series. This is the Hardwood Handicappers Podcast. Interact with the show on Twitter at me, JVT, at Roach underscore 97, and at VSIN Live. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Yeah, I would agree. I bet him at circuit plus one twelve. It's the best price that was out there for the series, and I, I don't think I could have turned that one down. I, I do think Portland's got a lot of flaws defensively, so I would be in agreement on that. All right, let's get some big picture stuff for Chad Anderson again joining us uh, out of Denver. Uh, first off, I know you were a massive fan of LeBron's performance last night against the Warriors. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm I'm on the same page as, as CJ McCollum with that. <laughs> um, Here's here's the thing with the Lakers. And Laker fans, look, just stop right now. I don't want to get the hate. I don't want you to tweet at me. I don't want you to DM me. I've got a ticket on the Lakers as a future, right? I still think they will go to the finals and and likely win. So I don't want to hear from Laker hand Laker fans about about the hate. But to me, as much as I've loved LeBron and enjoyed his career and appreciated him as probably the most talented player of, I've ever seen. The LeBron Lakers are the equivalent of the last three seasons of Game of Thrones. Uh, And I'm going to tell you why, right? So, right, it's in the GOAT conversation for, like, the best ever, right? And you're fully invested. 
Right, you've been watching the career, everything he's done, the championships, the the struggles, moving around from Miami to Cleveland to you know out out to the Lakers. Um, so you're invested in it, right? You followed the whole thing. You want to see how it ends up. You know he's still playing at a high level. You're invested. You're going to ride it out. But at this point, and it has been since he's gotten to L.A., the Lakers, from a basketball fan standpoint, and I'm not talking about as a better. Right, is a better, right? Trust your numbers and you know, make your money. But as a basketball fan standpoint, the Lakers are unwatchable. They are absolutely unwatchable as a team. It starts with LeBron and his kind of premeditated built-in excuses, right? That he always kind of floats out there just in case it goes wrong. Right. Well, you know, Steph should be the MVP. Right. Uh, you know, he, he clearly played at this level just in case. Whisper, whisper. We lose this game. We lost to the guy that should have been the MVP. Right. Last night, roll and ride on the floor in pain for five minutes when you get poked in the eye trying to, to get the, the flagrant call. Right. And the benefit at the end of the game and then say, oh, well, I was seeing three rims. Right. Funny. Funny how in that same quote, he said, I saw the shot clock. And then I looked down and I saw three rims. So he saw one shot clock, okay, but suddenly there were three rims when he looked a little lower, right? There's always this premeditated, well, if I fail, this is why it happened, just in case, right? But, But the other thing that is a bigger thing for me as a basketball fan, it starts with Anthony Davis. LeBron has adopted it. You saw it with Wes Matthews late in the game on the high screen last night. This entire team is a bunch of fish out of water flopping on the floor the entire game. And it is unwatchable. Anthony Davis, as great and as talented as he is, is an unwatchable player. How many times has he hit the floor in a game? Get up and play. Right last night, Draymond tried to set that little pick, and Anthony Davis went diving out of bounds because he barely made contact with his calf. Foul on Draymond. Wave off a three. Right? He, He does it all the time on closeouts. To where somehow a guy who's seven foot closing out on guard shooting threes, somehow the guy shooting the ball is getting called for a foul. Chad, Facundo Composo took him out a couple of weeks ago. Exactly, right? (laughs) Five foot eight, Facundo Composo, and Anthony Davis goes down like he was snipered, right? Like, he is unwatchable as much as he is on the floor. Get off the floor and play, right? If they would just play. And quit with it, and it's 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 so it's so ironic, right? Because it's it's Hollywood. It is Hollywood for the Lakers. Everything is a production. Everything is over dramatized. Everything is. Oh, I saw three rims. Right. This quote is going to be famous, and people are going to you know remember it forever. The miracle shot from LeBron. It was an amazing play from an amazing player. But come on with it, man. The drama. Like get up and just play. They are unwatchable. So- I cannot stand it. I, so I, I do not feel as strongly as I, I agree with all of your sentiments. I just don't feel as strongly about it. Uh, like watching Lakers games is it's kind of like like nails on a chalkboard. It's not very beautiful to the eye. But I will say this: the, the one thing that that I think elicits a similar response from me when I watch them play, and the second half was the perfect example of this. Why in the world, Chad, does Frank Vogel and Anthony Davis, or do they now? It's more grand, uh, grammatically correct. Why do they not realize? how good this team is with Anthony Davis at the five. Like that just, it drives me nuts 
that they refuse to do it. And it's, it sounds like it's some personal, like AD doesn't want to play the position. The second they go to him at the five, they open things up and they start obliterating Golden State. You know, I, t- I tweeted out the numbers this morning. Like, if you look at what happened to the first half compared to the second half with their offensive rating, first half offensive rating, 85.7, second half, 122, a net rating of plus 32 over 100 possessions if they had played that way. That's what drives me nuts, is when you clearly have something that works for your team, but because AD, I guess, doesn't want to do it, you just don't do it, and then you're sitting on a 13-point deficit at halftime, you need to come all the way back. That's what drives me nuts about watching this team. That was a perfect tweet last night that said, things Anthony Davis is good at, yep. playing the five, playing pick and roll. Things Anthony Davis refuses to do. Play the five, play pick and roll, right? And, and yeah, I, I agree with you 100%, right? Um, you know, super talented, and, and it's a pet peeve, right? It's, it's, it's in some measure, uh, not exactly the same way, but you can make the comparison. It's in some measure why Russell Westbrook drives so many people so crazy. Know your game. Yep. Know who you are as a player and understand how it fits in with the team concept to win, right? You can't just do what you want to do all the time. You have to understand what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And yeah, it's it's mind-boggling, right? But AD is, is as talented as he is, as amazing as he is, I just roll my eyes every time I watch. This is the Hardwood Handicappers Podcast, only on the VSIN Podcast Network. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. So any of these other series prices that are set as of today, Thursday, uh, any other ones that have stuck out to you at all? Um, you know, I think the interest in betting the Knicks is a little hard for me to understand. Um, and what started is, you know, essentially a, a pick em series. Um, I would certainly lean Atlanta um, that way. Um, in terms of, you know, any of the other series – um, I think I know you said Denver Portland is is probably the the highlight for you to the best one to watch. Um, Miami Milwaukee has really caught my eye, and I think this is the the opportunity for the Bucks to really get over the hump. And I think they're they're going to do it in rather impressive fashion. Um, and that would be the one that I would lean on the Bucks to not only win Game One but win the series. Um, it's what I've. Um, I've seen a lot of people talking about with these high series prices is just bet that team to win game one and the series and get a better price instead of laying the big number for the series, which is evident in hockey too right now. Um, so that would be the other series that I'm interested in and, and probably uh, looking to have my eye on would be the, the Miami-Milwaukee series. Uh, I think the Clippers make pretty short work of the Mavericks. I don't think Dallas is very good. Um, you know, And we'll see what happens with the Lakers and the Suns, right? Poor, poor Chris Paul is... You know, he's he's Ernie Banks over here, right? He finally finally gets the number two seed, and then oh, here comes LeBron, right? Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see how Game One in that series goes, and and how the adjustments go after Game One. Yep. Again, Chad Andrews out in Denver. Chad, I appreciate a couple minutes today. Thank you very much for coming on. We'll get you again as the uh, the postseason develops. Okay. Anytime, my man. Appreciate it. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. Get in zone. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix finder only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply.